All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, it's pointless. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from the world to the world and the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing Session 3 of The Reanimator Returns, a Pulp Cthulhu scenario written by Leopoldo Rueda and published by Stars Aright. This scenario is available to buy and run for your own group. Just check our website or buy it directly on DriveThruRPG. Link below. Now, how are you all playing and who are you today? Lydia? Hi everybody, I'm playing Jane Castle and let's pulp this fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Jilly? Hi everyone, I'm Buck Jones and I'm ready to peel back the layers of this mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Vedra? Hello, I'm Dr. Christine Wilkes and I'm just saying. You're just saying? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) That was very good. Hal? I am Jack Stone, currently thinking of himself as Jasper, and I've heard of being forewarned as forearmed, but this is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Brayden, your keeper for the day. And the dog in the backyard must be incredibly loud, as the main head has two subwoofers. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Fedra, what happened last time? While Jane and Jack are unknowingly watching the shopkeeper try to prepare them a pickle spam breakfast, a pitchfork-carrying mob sat surrounding the general store. Not missing a beat, their companions and protectors, Back and Dr. Wilkes, drive the car straight into the mob, sending its instigator flying to his unlikely doom, impaled by a fence. Jack grabs the shopkeeper by the neck and threatens her with his gun, to which she responds with a soft smile. The spooky but seemingly unthreatening woman is pushed away and then the duo run back into the car. Shotgun blasts follow them, which are somehow deflected by Dr. Wilkes' axe. On the drive out of town, the gang recalls that there are still chainsaws to be fueled in the back of the car. The fuel actually being leek soup doesn't stop Dr. Wilkes from working her science magic and soon the chainsaws are activated. This gives the investigators time to overhear noises coming from a nearby manor their next destination. After a quick detour at the mill to check on a still-sleeping Norman Cassidy, our heroes hatch their plan to create a diversion and infiltrate. Fire being the only reasonable option, Buck covers himself with a blanket and lights up a tree outside. They then sneak around the back, only to meet a monstrous dog with far too many heads chained to a wall. This is a step too far for Jack, whose mind splits and now believes he's the loving but vengeful newlywed Jasper. After a futile attempt to fight it, the party gives up and heads inside, only to be faced with even more horror. In the kitchen, they encounter a chef who's had two extra arms attached to his body. This is the final straw for Bag, who, in a moment of insanity and increased strength, decides that attempting to wear the chef as a skin suit is the way to go. With a swift move of his machete, He slices the back of the unfortunate creature and climbs in, attempting to pilot it. As the loosely attached head falls off and is replaced with Bugs, both Jane and Jasper slash Jack are sent reeling. With our heroes three quarters mad and Dr. Wilkes being the only halfway sane person left in this manner, the future's looking bleak to say the least. 
in the Beyond the Madness, we rolled a few things in the last episode, so we are going to now tell you all what exactly it was that we rolled, starting with Lydia. So I rolled absolutely horribly. Uh, Not only am I already in a bout of madness, I've also hit my indefinite insanity threshold. So I've currently got a new skill of insane accuracy. And uh, I'm just going to read straight from the book. It seems like I just can't miss. The hero gains a bonus die to all firearms rolls until their gun is empty. They may continue to use the bonus die until one of their shots misses its target or they run out of bullets. That missed shot will hit something they do not want it to hit, an ally or something else of great value, dealing damage as if it had been an extreme success or an impale. So uh, I'd like to apologize in advance to whoever I hit with that. Uh, And then the other thing that I've got is, uh, unfortunately, I've got to come up with a terrible, insane plan. But I know I absolutely cannot top the skin suit. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I have a feeling that Jane is not long for this world. Oh, no. Yes. And uh, Hal, why don't you tell the lovely people as well? So uh, Jack is likewise uh, a little bit cuckoo by this point, having dipped below his indefinite insanity threshold. So he's currently got a bit of a personality split going on, believing himself to be Jasper, um, newly wed, uh, hopelessly besotted with his blushing bride, uh, Anya, who thinks of herself as Jane. And... He got the opportunity to, he has insane talent, let him boost one of his existing skills with a Cthulhu Mythos Flare. So I picked First Aid, um, and that means that if people get hurt, things might get a little bit weird. My understanding is that it's more flavor-wise than mechanical, but yeah, he can theoretically incorporate knowledge of the Mythos into First Aid. Incredible. Okay. So, where we're going to pick this up, you are all currently in the kitchen, and we have a couple of people with insane plans beginning to, uh, well, one person with an insane plan coming to uh, fruition, so why don't we stop in there and uh, see what's in store. Lydia, what is uh, Jane doing? Okay, well, I think that calling herself Anya, that's actually her mother's name. Her mother is German, Uh, Jane is half German and half American and she was brought up bilingually. And I think she's looking back to that big dog out in the courtyard, out in the yard, and uh, she's remembered from somewhere, maybe she read it or maybe she she heard it from another FBI agent, but um, she's heard that guard dogs are often trained in German, maybe that's because Oftentimes, they're German shepherds. So I think she becomes absolutely convinced in her mind that she can get this dog to do as it's told. And not only can she get this dog to do as it's told by speaking German to it, she's convinced that she can actually ride it into battle like some kind of (laughs) medieval knight crossed with a Valkyrie warrior maiden. She's leaning quite hard here into her Germanic ancestry. My brilliant wife, everybody. <laughs> so sorry about this, everyone. Uh, so she readies her gun, remembering that the dog is actually chained up. And she feels very confident about this gun. She knows she's going to hit exactly what she's going to hit. And so she turns around and she runs back out to where the dog is chained up. And she aims to shoot through the chain while saying, Sits! Platz! Here, here, sits, sits. Okay, so if you remember in the previous episode, when everyone was outside, a shotgun was discharged twice, I believe, in the dog's direction, which was immediately after people had been drawn outside to the fact that there was a fire. So as you come around the corner, you actually see a few people out there uniformed soldiers perhaps and you come around the corner saying sit in german and they're wearing german military outfits and they sit down 
<laughs> they hold their hands up like they're begging for a treat. <laughs> I'm going to send you an NPC portrait as they're not exactly normal looking as they've got what looks like Thompson machine guns and bayonets grafted onto their arms instead of limbs. Oh man, Bernie comes. That, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have got that chainsaw arm while we had the chance. Oh, God damn it. As you come around the corner, all their heads move in the direction that you are coming from as you're speaking German, and they all tilt and look at you. Some of them beginning to ready their firearms up. This makes perfect sense in her head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is anyone else following Jane out the back, or are you just uh, staying inside? Oh, Jasper definitely would have. Uh, just like a bull, head down, sort of arms out, gun in hand. Uh, he's got a very keen protective instinct. And so I think okay. uh, Dr. Wilkes would also follow, because she doesn't quite know what to do about the uh, skin suit back over there. <laughs> so maybe go back outside is a good idea. <laughs> Well, if everybody else is going, then I'll go too, but I suspect I might be slightly slower. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> that depends. Do you, you <laughs> do you bend over and scuttle along with all six limbs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's horrifying, but, but no, because I'm, I'm convinced I'm piloting this thing. I want to know what's happening to yeah. the extra set of arms. Are they just hanging limply, or are you having to, like, hot swap back and forth? <laughs> the balls in your court here. <laughs> so I think that I'm probably like doing uh, Patrick Swayze from Ghost. <laughs> like just a nice reach around holding his hands in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so not from inside, just like a tender hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my legs and my torso are inside. Um, my head's popping up through <laughs> his neck, but I couldn't quite jab my arms down through his arms, so <laughs> I'm good for the next best thing. That's even worse somehow. Yeah. Lara's like kind of sad. That is kind of sad. <laughs> I like to think it's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, dog is barking in all of your direction as you come around the corner, and these soldiers, the German soldiers, are readying their firearms. The crowd sort of splits apart. There's probably about five or six of these soldiers. The crowd splits apart and you see the same soldier that had been out the front of the manor when you were around there the first time. The large neck wound. Uh, but this man is wearing a military uniform that belongs to the United States, which is rather strange. And he casts his eyes over all of you and says, um, I'm going to need all of you to stop what you're doing right now. We've got guns on you. You're as good as dead. All oh, right. Very good. <laughs> we're, we're all just staring at him, blinking. <laughs> Dr. Wilkes is looking around like, is someone supposed to lead this? I'm just a scientist. What is happening here? <laughs> one of them is trying to pet the dog. The other one's trying to pet the one who's trying to pet the dog. Then the skin suit guy... <laughs> I'm trying to pet all three heads and getting really annoyed because I don't have enough hands. Uh, she just whispers to uh, Jack, like, what do we do? To, as in to me? Yeah. Oh, Jasper isn't listening. He's stepping protectively Jack. in front of Anya and uh, raising his gun and narrowing his eyes. Uh, you stay the hell away from my wife. This is sound. Drop your weapons. All of you. Don't worry, Major. I've got them cornered from this side, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna wink at Christine. What? You're going to do what at Christine? Uh, come on. What? I, I honestly didn't hear it. Did you say wank? Oh my god. Come on. I this is a wholesome show for children. No, I'm sorry. What did you say? She said wink, you reprobate. <laughs> now I get it. Sorry, everyone. The wheels have come off. I just can't hear very well. I didn't mean to. 
Okay, oh Wink, God. this is Christine. We were almost <laughs> making a respectable podcast. Christine was about to turn around and start running, but she's very confused by the Wink, so she, so, she has nuts. Well, we'll never get a big sponsor now. I know, damn it. This place. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but his appearance as the chef convinced that he's in a, a perfect disguise. And, and so he's, he's trying to convince the major that, don't worry, I'm still here. I've got it. That's hilarious. Let me make you an omelette. Uh, yeah. Please roll me a fast talk roll with a, ben- wow. a penalty die. Yes. <laughs> Just because you're so far away at this point in time, so there's, uh, you know, potential. Have you tried that... putting reading glasses on? That will do it. I've got bass and fast talk. <laughs> so oh, a five. A ninety-five. I think we might oh, be in trouble no. here, gang. Almost a combo, but not a This is going to be a short episode. Uh, Doctor Wilkes really is going is. to turn around and run away. She knows from her training that you don't have to be very fast. You just have to be faster than the slowest person around. It's like bears, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, you start running in the opposite direction. He'll turn to one of the soldiers, and the soldiers nod, and they release the dog. <laughs> well, thankfully, the dog uh, is being ridden by Jane right now, as far as I'm Yeah, she, she's saying in German, which I do not speak, who's a good little investigator-eating devil dog? You are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. Okay. Uh, as the dog is... I'd say you would have gotten like relatively close to the dog, but the soldiers were sort of holding you off with bayonets and machine guns. As the dog is released, I'll have you roll a animal handling roll for me. Oh, wow. I have so low in animal handling that it's not even on my sheet. (laughs) Okay, so you have a one in animal handling. Okay, give this a go. You never know. This is anything could happen. Thirty-one. Uh, can I spend thirty points of luck? <laughs> oh my you <God>. can. <laughs> yes, I'm going you to. can indeed. <laughs> All yeah. Right. Oh, hot um. The dogs are barking and growling as it runs up to you. It's got saliva dripping from the sides of its teeth, and uh, it's growling in your face for a few seconds and then stops and sits down in front of you. Wagging its tail, and all three heads uh, have their tongues sticking out of the side of their mouths in a dopey yes. fashion. Oh, and she pets it and speaks to it in German, and then she tries to do exactly what she intended to do and sit on its back. Okay. Now, honey, we haven't talked about getting a dog, but I have to admit, he's a cutie pie. <laughs> Oh, you guys. You, you, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Brayden. What do you roll for riding a dog? <laughs> riding a dog into battle. You mount the back of the dog and it stands up. Where are you steering this thing? <laughs> well, the, the ride of the Valkyries starts to play in her head. And I okay. think she kind of aims for the major with his <laughs> with his weapon drawn okay uh, which is clever awesome i suppose <laughs> we're all going into initiatives right now <laughs> all right then <laughs> there's the dog statistics it is yours now enjoy <laughs> oh my god yay i have you're, a doggy <laughs> you're a generous keeper brayden <laughs> you really are <laughs> Don't worry, you're all about to die very soon. So. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to have fun doing it. Jane Castle, you are up first. What are you doing? Okay, well, she is um, riding the dog into battle and she is going to make it try and leap at the major. All right, yeah. You're grasping onto the scruff of its neck for uh, stability. And it starts running in that direction, its eyes widening and the mouths sort of gnashing as it's coming towards him and it leaps. And uh, 
Absolutely. You can roll an attack roll for the dog if you'd like. Oh, absolutely. Well, this dog has three attacks per round because it's got three heads. Well, hey. Well, okay. What has it got? It's got, oh, 50% in bite and 45% in dodge. So I'm going to go for three bite attacks, if I may. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Uh, that was a normal success with one. Ooh, a hard success with the second. And a fail on the third. Okay. Uh, and the damage is 1d6 plus 1d6. So for the first one, that's two plus three. So we've got five on the first attack. Okay. Three and five. So that's eight on the second. Okay. Uh, knowing what this would usually do to human flesh, you watch as it's like beginning to like tear chunks out of his arm, like rip bits of his flesh off, and he's just looking like he does not care whatsoever. There's not a single bit of pain in his eyes as this the three heads of this dog are starting to maul him, mm-hmm. and he's just staring in your direction as you are mounted on the back of this dog that's attacking him. Probably at eye level too. The dog would only stand maybe just under a metre tall. Uh-huh. Does that mean that you're piloting the dog like a Fred Flintstone car? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how long her legs are, I guess. Yeah. What size is she? Oh, she's size 65, so quite possibly. Mm. It's like one of those inflatable bouncy things kids ride with the like plastic handle you hold with both hands. <laughs> boing, boing. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on to Buck. Okay, um, I'm going to realise the jig is up. Um, or do I realise the jig is up? Maybe not. I'm going to walk forward and shout, uh, get behind me, Major, I'll keep you safe. And then at the last minute, I'm going to try and whip out my pistol and shoot him, thinking I'm going to take him by surprise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> roll uh, firearms, roll. Okay, and I've got this skill rapid fire, so I ignore penalty die for multiple shots. I'm going to take all three. Nice. Okay. Uh, 44 over 70, and mm-hmm. 59 over 70. And 64 over 70, so all three hit, and it's 1d10 plus 2. Okay, so unfortunately, he takes minimum damage from bullets, so... So that would be 3. 3 times 3 would be 9. Okay, so 9 points of damage, which is pretty significant. Three shots ring out, you can see the uh, bullet holes where the bullets have entered and chunks of flesh have just flown out the back where the bullets have exited his body. But he is just standing there, letting out a big sigh as he's beginning to get shot now as well. His head sort of turns to the sides, looking at the soldiers armed with machine guns and gives a nod. I say, oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) This this guy's gross. (laughs) His turn. He is going to, seeing as there's a dog with a mounted person straight in front, he's going to level the Luger pistol at his hip straight at Jane. Ooh, lucky me. Uh, With an extreme success. Uh Uh-oh. You are going to take 10 points of damage. Oh, and then I get to roll a d10 as well. Oh, lovely. on top of that. Oh, wow. Even with pulp HP, that's bad news. Mm. You take 18 points of damage in total. Oh, wow. Okay. As the bullet releases point blank. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, It's that a major wound? Uh, It's it's a lot more than a major wound, absolutely. Um, I started with 22 hit points, so I've just lost 18. I'm down to four. Okay. Uh, Please roll me a constitution roll. Okay, I have con of 45. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm just reading the rules, pulp rules for major wounds. It says, do not use major wounds for heroes. Heroes die if they take a single amount of damage equal to or greater than the maximum hit point total. If they take a single wound equal to or greater than half the maximum hit point total, 
that also reduces them to zero. Oh no! So oh no! You are, you are currently dying. How much light? Wow. So here's the thing though. You can spend all of your luck when you're reduced to zero hit points to not be reduced to zero hit points and have one hit point instead. But you've got to explain how exactly this happens. Like what crazy event happens that you manage to just escape narrowly with your life. Oh my word, okay. Uh, Well, I guess I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend all my remaining luck, which is still 45, so that's still like the luckiest character I think I've ever had on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think the dog is wearing one of those collars with like a big metal tag, a bone-shaped metal tag with its name and address and everything, and it says like, Mr. Fluffy, if lost, call. (laughs) Five, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think the bullet, in true kind of 1930s war film style, bounces off that thing. And it still hits her. It still gets her. It just doesn't go straight through her head the way that it it, it would. So I think it kind of hits her, like, maybe in the temple and travels around the inside of the skull and comes out the back, but it doesn't actually hit the... uh, the base of the the skull which would have been absolutely fatal yeah yeah absolutely so you are now at one hit point uh with zero luck which is very unfortunate (laughs) and that will bring us on to the soldiers turns uh i'm gonna have everyone roll me luck rolls lydia unfortunately you had zero (laughs) luck so you're automatically gonna fail this roll (laughs) no my life (laughs) oh i met my luck Ooh. Okay. It's a success for uh, me. Does meeting your luck succeed? Yes. Okay. Phew. Oh, phew. Yeah. Um, that's a 25. I've still got all my luck, I believe, 60, so I'm good. Okay, so we have regular successes, was it? Yep. Uh, I got a hard, actually, if that helps. Okay. And Fedra, Christine Wilkes is bailing, so she's out of there, so she doesn't really have to worry, does she? Well, she passed anyway, but yeah, also better than. Okay. Uh, the two lowest luck scores in this instance will be Buck Jones and, unfortunately, Jane Castle. You two can either dive for cover, if you'd like to try and get away from this to add a penalty die to some of these shots, or you can just take it, I suppose. Question. Does me turtling inside my skin suit case as diving for cover. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to just pop my head and my arms in and, and write this out. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the best armor okay. ever. <laughs> Incredible. All right. <laughs> so, Buck, you've hit for 10 points of damage. Oh, okay. So... My hit points are 21. Okay. So you just avoid the major wound. And uh, Lydia, did you say you were jumping for cover? Am I able to jump for cover in terms of how many hit points I've just taken? Because you you said we we don't use the major wound rules. So I'm presumably, am I conscious still at this point or? Uh, You would be, yeah. I would be. Okay. Uh, Yep. Although I doubt it will be a jump as much as a kind of flop. A flop behind the, the dog, she's in. perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> flop behind the dog. Okay. Oh, I should have asked you both for dodge rolls. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm feeling particularly dexterous. Okay. Um, I, I hate to do this to myself, but should I roll with a penalty die since I'm currently inside a, a huge skin suit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. Okay, that's very kind. Oh, 13. So that's a hard success. Okay. Yeah, you only take the 10 points of damage. Uh, Lydia, what did you roll? Okay. Oh, that's a fail. 76 against 67. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh. Bye-bye, Jane. However, no. as one of these soldiers raises its forearm gun towards you, it jams. 
right in front of you. Your luck is unparalleled. For real, a weapon malfunction? That's amazing. They didn't think of that when they designed these guys with guns in their arms. (laughs) That is going to bring us around to Dr. Christine Wilkes. Okay, so Christine, uh, Dr. Wilkes is running back into the house. Um, and she's going to attempt to do uh, what she's best at, uh, make something. I'd like okay. for Dr. Wilkes to spend this time where everyone's busy fighting each other to make an explosive trap of some sort, so that when the soldiers start following them inside the house, they can fall into the trap. It will involve uh, pots and pans and gas and chemicals on the ceiling that are um, activated by the noise from the pots and pans when they hit them. Wow. Um, But I will make sure that it's active only after everyone else has passed through. Okay. It's like a Home Alone situation. (laughs) There's marbles on the floor. Yeah, exactly. It's a a Rube Goldberg machine, actually. It involves several... It's a 14-step plan. No, it's not. An egg gets boiled at one point in the process. (laughs) There's a (laughs) two-part. You can roll me... What what kind of roll would you like to have here? Tell me what Uh, skill you have that could do this. Physics, chemistry... Uh, both uh, mechanical repair as well. Um, okay. Any of those or all of them. I say give me a combined mechanical repair and chemistry roll. Okay. So whichever so, is the way I use that skill. That's uh, only 70. Ah, <laughs> only. Oh no, I rolled 73. <laughs> no, <laughs> spend that luck. <laughs> that's okay, I'll spend the luck. Uh, spend three luck. To succeed in my combined mechanical repair and chemistry role. So they can start making this contraption. Alright, yeah, running to the sink. You <laughs> are sink in the kitchen, you open up the uh, the cabinet underneath and begin rifling around in their cleaning supplies, looking for certain things, and you manage to find what your expert chemist brain knows as a couple of very reactive uh, substances that you'd be able to start creating. Explosive, if treated correctly. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And uh, you begin piecing together a strange Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> uh, this will probably take a few turns, I'll admit, as Rube Goldberg machines are one to do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. You can certainly start building this successful Rube Goldberg death trap. All right, let's do it. We can move on to Hal as Jasper. (laughs) Jasper. Jasper is literally howling, actually. Um, (laughs) He, like, falls to his knees briefly um, to cradle Anya in his arms, um, and he's just weeping down his giant face. Um, And he... He has to help her, basically. Um, he's got this very friendly dog, who I guess is there, probably like sniffing with concern. Uh, has the dog also been shot, or it just took a ricochet on the on the dog tag? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it hasn't been shot yet. Okay, so it's fine. Um, anyway, yeah, it's a, a Jasper's torn between uh, like brutal retaliation and um, helping his wife. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the slightly more sensible thing, and I guess he's gonna try and put himself between um, the the attackers and her, with the hope of now. Can you just remind me? Um, is her status um, like it's is it gonna get worse in the course of this fight, or can he try and patch her up later? Does first aid need to be an immediate thing? One hit point remains between her and an instant death so instant death not unconsciousness no okay she she does actually have a much better chance if i'm able to do something um about her attackers than if i just set about trying to patch her up but on the other hand yeah no okay i think i'm gonna pick her up and um i'm gonna i'm gonna drag her 
drag her, carry her. Carry her, he's a big lad. He's a big lad. He picks her up in a bridal carry, okay? And he's gonna carry her across the threshold of the kitchen. He's gotta get her behind cover and the stone walls of this manor are hopefully gonna do the job. Okay. How sweet. Technically, with uh, everyone around, you're in quite close contact, but you're just outside of melee contact, so you don't need to roll a dodge roll, but you do pick up uh, Jane and begin running her away, the dog sort of barking in the direction of the soldiers that have just begun shooting, giving you enough cover. I'm going to have you roll a constitution roll to see if you can pick Jane up and begin moving in that direction to get out of the line of fire. Nice. Yeah, my plan is to very quickly hoist her up, uh, dash back through the door while the dog is sort of briefly distracting the attackers, and then I'm going to sort of put her down on the closest available surface um, and then turn back to the door and sort of be ready to fight whoever comes through it. Constitution. Uh, that's a 52. His con is 55, so normal success. You begin uh, hoisting her up and run your way back and manage to get beyond the... Uh, or outside of the view of these soldiers, so you feel pretty safe. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Jane, it is now your turn. You're being <laughs> carried, I suppose. Tenderly. Ah, oh, well, uh, I think her mind is still slightly disturbed, so she's uh, she's probably murmuring endearments in German to <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and uh, then when she gets put down on the kitchen table or, or wherever. I think she's going to try and, and grab hold of anything that, that's nearby, like a tea towel or something, and, and try and hold her skull together with it. Maybe, like, knot it yeah. around her head. Yeah, very fair. Buck, what would you like to do? You were currently the last person outside with the soldiers. Yeah, um, and I was right next to the the head heat guy, I think, wasn't I? Yeah, I think so. Can I attempt to step out of my turtle shell and <laughs> like sort of shove, sort of throw it at the general in the hope that it knocks him off balance and then turn around and sprint for the house? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you absolutely can. This is a very combined role uh, of some kind. What what skills would you be using here? Great question. Um, <laughs> can I make a case for psychology? <laughs> 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 um, maybe fight and brawl? Yeah, absolutely. I'll accept that. Okay. Uh, I've got a 65 in fight and brawl. And I rolled... Ooh, a 19 which is a hard success. Yeah, awesome. Okay. You managed to, like a uh, giraffe being born, you slide <laughs> out the back of this <laughs> strange skin suit and flop onto the ground uh, and then begin running your way back inside. Uh, <laughs> if you catch a glance at the Major, uh, the body falls on him and he manages to get it off, but... Uh, his eyes just sort of glance in your direction and he'll turn around and begin walking back to the front of the house. The soldiers in tow behind I am covered in blood. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I assume you all reconvene in the kitchen where Dr. Wilkes is currently baking up a death trap. Yeah, are, are the soldiers following the Major around to the front of the house or are they trying to come back through this doorway because um, Jasper was planning on sort of guarding it? Yeah, they're circling back around to the front of the house. Brilliant. So they need to move my my trap? It sounds like you've got a trap under construction that we need to yeah, bring with somehow. <laughs> or we could just live here now. This is our space. There's probably food. <laughs> it's a kitchen. It's free real estate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, if we've got a moment to breathe, 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 sorry, I misspoke there. If we've got a moment. <laughs> That's your Jasper coming out. <laughs> Not tonight, darling, I have a headache. Oh my God. <laughs> That's it, end the episode there. Good night, everybody. That's perfect. Goodness. Um, yeah, about that headache, now we have a moment to breathe. He will try to administer first aid. 
Spooky first aid. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think of. Oh god, I'm trying to think of what the hell he could do because if he still had access to the meat suit, he was probably <laughs> going to try and use bits of it. But that's outside. Um, we've still got the weird dog. Wait, is the do- weird dog with us, or did it go with the others? Yeah, I would have said it would have ran after you and Jane. Oh my god, so we we have the dog. We have a dog. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, now I can study it. After I've done with the trap. <laughs> I have no idea what kind of um, mythos medicine I could have access to in this kitchen. I don't see, like, presumably it's a kitchen, right? Or do I see, a, you know, a, a row of, like, really weird glowing bottles on the wall or anything Is it like a that? case where you roll and then weird things happen rather than you decide how you use it? Oh, yeah. Because, uh, Keeper, is this on me I or mean, on you? I, I'm happy for you to uh, give it all the flair <laughs> you want. If you need if you need some body bits, I did pull some out of the skin suit before I stepped in, so I'm sure there's some around. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, his uh, his eyes light up, and um, yeah, he's sort of uh, <laughs> with a small smile. He starts picking up and carefully laying out like bits of entrails, like <laughs> separating like fascia from muscle. Like yes, yes, this will do nicely. Um, and he's going to go over to the to the good doctor who he knows always carries like a few tools with her um, and see if he can kind of impromptu sterilize like whatever kind of like cutting and maybe sewing or stapling tools she might have about her just like on a on a gas hob or whatever sterilize those and he's going to try um, and I don't know whether Jane is going to protest at this or if uh, she's too far gone but the idea is going to be to to patch up her wounds not so much with bandages as with like bits of flesh because it seems to be working <laughs> great for those guys outside <laughs> I love it any weapons that's very fair that depends on how long we have I could replace her hands. I could make her better. <laughs> <laughs> roll a uh, uh, first aid roll, please. Gladly. Ah, oh, come on. That's a 61. He's got a 50 first aid. But she's on one hit point. Does anyone have better first aid than that? Because I know up to two people can actually participate. I learned I recently. I 55, but I'm busy with my trap, sorry. That's more important. I don't care about your wife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I didn't even know she was. I feel. I think it was. It's unethical to go on a mission with your wife. So there's some issues here. So you're actually judging us. Hello. Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> I mean, you brought the dog. That's very confusing. You were shooting it yeah. a minute ago. But I'm too busy. I'm, I, I think. Uh, the the reason Doctor Wilkes can do anything is because she hyperfocuses. So I think she's just. Not noticing anything around her besides the trap right now, trying to get it done as soon as possible. That's fair. Nice. Okay, in which case I guess I took her tools like while she wasn't looking. Yes, she has no idea. <laughs> as long as, of course, they weren't from the tools she's actively using, in which case she would have batted you away. <laughs> she would have bit me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I am 100% going to spend 11 points of luck uh, to try to save my wife, or at the very least give her like the <laughs> one extra hit point or whatever this does. Okay. Uh, 11 points of luck spent. You get yep. to now roll a d4. Ah, that's how it works. And awesome. that's how much you heal. Okay. Uh, Lydia. God, it's still 1d4 even in pulp when everyone has twice as many hit points. <laughs> Brutal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Oh, that's a 1. Enjoy, my oh. sweet. Oh, there we go. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Who'd have thought this wouldn't work? He mutters to himself, tying intestines round her head. <laughs> <laughs> but she feels kind of better. <laughs> they do, and it's a whole new kind of headwear as well. Start <laughs> a new fashion. So, are they kind of just like tied on like a bandage, or are you kind of sewing them into place, sewing slash stapling slash permanently attaching? I want to do a full Frankenstein, but I realise it might be, like, over-egging it a little bit to assume that I have access to that kind of tools and time right now. So let's say it's a really bad budget Frankenstein situation. Like, I've used whatever tools I had, heated them up, and then, like, extremely painfully cauterized the wounds. And then it's a lot of, like, yeah, kind of tying things on and hoping for the best. You did only get the one point. Like, realistically, I've just staunched the bleeding. Fair. I mean, it's a kitchen. There'd be butcher's twine and probably like a needle for sewing up uh, the cavity of a chicken and stuff once you've stuffed it. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think Surely. about that. There we go. Like, yeah. 
So some crude stitches, some, you know, little patches of, of mm-hmm. you know, skin suit skin and whatnot. And now you smell remarkably like rosemary. It's quite nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As you've all been gathered in the kitchen doing uh, the various things that you're currently doing, uh, the rest of the house has fallen incredibly silent. But you do hear the front doors open and you hear one set of footsteps breaking the silence. For a brief moment through the door that also looks into the dining room and beyond, you can see the Major walk past the doors quite calmly, and then you hear footfalls on a staircase. Buck's making, like, army signals, pointing at his eyes, pointing outside, miming somebody walking up the stairs. I'm not overly familiar with German military manoeuvres, but... Didn't they seem to give up kind of fast? Did you did you say give up? D- does that mean I've been working on this for, for no reason? There's no such thing as a wasted explosive trap, Doctor. It's, a, oh, it's <laughs> meant to be more stationary than that. I can't carry it up and down. I mean, I can, but it's... Oh. Maybe we could lure him down here? Like, put it in the hall? We could put it on the stairs, I suppose, if the banister... Yeah. For, the, for the angles to be... Spread some acne bird seed on there, cover it with a sheet, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, paint like a tunnel on there, you never know. <laughs> I'll need to find a new suit. I can't go out there without a new suit. <laughs> You're basically naked. <laughs> no. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you all hear the uh, front doors close now. Are there any other doors out of this kitchen other than the one into the hall? Uh, there's one that leads to the dining room and then one that leads outside, which is the one you've come in. I'm going to head for the dining room. Okay. Jasper is very tenderly sort of helping um, Anya to like get up off of the table and just checking she can sort of stand steadily and all the rest of it. And she mops a trickle of blood out of her eyes and then mops a trickle of some other horrible fluid that she's quite sure what it is and she's not sure she wants to know what it is out of her eyes as well and kind of lets herself be led from the room. We'll have you good as new in no time, sweetheart. Don't you worry. Me uh, and uh, Fido here, we're going to look after you. His name is Herr Flauschiger. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fluffy. It says on his collar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, he's actually... um, We might make use of Mr. Fluffy. Uh, If he's rideable, um, maybe I'll just set set you down gently on top of him and, like, lead him him by the collar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like leading a pony or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't you strain yourself. Mr. Hare here, he can carry you. (laughs) Mr. Hare. (laughs) You enter into the dining room and it is empty also. There's a large wooden table that dominates the centre of the room with a number of seats placed around it. The two seats at the very heads of the table, a bit more uh, lavish looking. And then you can see that there is a door that leads on to what looks like a main hall of some kind. Empty. We need to find somebody. Am I done with my device, or am I just in the kitchen by myself? Oh uh, yeah, we'll say you're done with that now. Okay, just checking. So you're just following us with like a string of wire and pots and pans and like bottles of chemicals. Like, what's what's the plan here? I've put it in a in a sack, and I'm, I'm ready to deploy it at the ultimate ultimate position. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna be super stealthy like a big sack full of pots and pans. No worries here. (laughs) And this dog, this extremely quiet dog. Mm -hmm. I'm going to push on. I I need to find somebody. I I need to get back in my suit because it's the only way we're going to fool them. (laughs) It's it's, it's that hitman logic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need to get in a cardboard box and then crawl around to the floor with an exclamation mark over my head. (laughs) (laughs) As you... Exit out then into the main hall. There's no one in sight here either. It's remarkably quiet, considering the amount of activity that you know was happening within the manor. 
previously, but the only thing that catches your attention is the stub of a still partly smouldering cigarette that is sitting at the top of a staircase that leads down below. Uh, just before anybody else reacts, and assuming I'm still completely mad, are there paintings on the wall? There are many paintings on the wall, yeah. Okay, I want to find a portrait and I want to wear it like a skin suit. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, gonna love it. Cut a slice through the head. Yep, yep, put my arms and <laughs> my face okay. through. Love it. As you put on this portrait uh, <laughs> with your friends in tow behind you. I am going to have to unfortunately end this episode here. Oh, we, oh, survived. we survived! We survived it! all the odds. Winning. Thank god that the kitchen turned out to be their ultimate weakness. <laughs> they can never cross that threshold. <laughs> That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks so much, everyone. Lydia, Jilly, Fedra, Hal, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big massive thank you to all our listeners. You're all exceptional. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out this scenario book on our website and drive through RPG. Maybe send it some love with a review. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com using code STARS10. That's STARS10. One use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cult Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to the behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.